Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, feel the hype, spread the hype, etc., dude. Etc. Okay? But it's a great week. I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend I'm not having a great week. But I, I'm also not going to pretend I'm not the slightest bit rattled on this beautiful Wednesday morning. Uh, I just found out, someone told me this this morning, apparently Delta Goodrum has been releasing music this whole time. Like I'm talking the last 10 years. Was anyone aware of this? Has she been selling cassettes out of the back of her Commodore? Like, how could someone who's as much of a national treasure as Delta, Delta Goodrum, I stutter when I hit her name because, you know, means so much to the uh, to the culture. But I tell you what, Delta Babe, what happened? I mean, if she's been releasing music this whole time and I have not come across it, I mean, I can only assume it's not been going well, which is hard for me to wrap my head around. Delta Goodrum has been releasing new music in the last 10 years. I thought she just sort of like, she just became such an icon within this country that she just sort of had the feet up permanently. Then there was a few years where she sort of fucked Seal for a living. But I'm, I'm hearing she's been in the studio. I mean, has she been uploading it to SoundCloud? Like, what's going on? Did she forget her Spotify login? Dude, that straight up rattles me. Is it any good? I don't know. I haven't had a listen yet. I haven't had a listen. But national icon Delta Goodrum is back. And further than that, apparently she's been here the whole time. <laughs> like, what? Dude, that's the thing. If you go on Neighbours or Home and Away and, and you're able to do a second thing, Okay, that's the key. So if you go on Neighbours and Home and Away, we love you. We'll love you forever. If you're then able to go and do a second thing, you are now an Australian icon. Okay? The problem is, it's the second thing a lot of people get stuck on. You know, why do you think fucking Toadie's still on there? He's still trying to work out his second thing. Okay? So he's just biding his time. And, you know, some of you, some people, you know, Delta Goodrum, Beck Cartwright, Kylie Minogue. They find their second thing straight off the bat. They've got a beautiful voice. Uh, you know, I mean, it could be argued Beck Cartwright has three things. The third being uh, the love of the greatest Australian tennis player of all time. You know, marriage is a full-time job too, guys. So wrap your head around that. But, you know, it's tough because, you know, you go on Neighbours, you go on Home and Away. Everyone loves you. You've got to get that second thing. Okay, that's the key. And we've had some great people. You know, Margot Robbie also started on Neighbours. Let's be honest, when she left Neighbours, who was keeping tabs on her? Because I wasn't. And she is, without a doubt, the hottest chick on the planet. So people weren't even keeping tabs on Margot Robbie after Neighbours. We still loved her. You know, if you ran into her at the shops... Or, you know, if, if she was behind you in line at the bank, you'd still be like, oh, shit, it's Margot Robbie. And it'll be, it'd, it'd be a beautiful moment. But no one gave a fuck until she had a second thing. Now, granted, hers was the Wolf of Wall Street, but still, 
you've just got to get that second thing to get icon status. Kylie Minogue got married on Neighbours. We all loved it. Was I alive? Don't worry about it, dude. I loved it. Then she's got the second thing. Obviously, one of the biggest singers of all time. But that's icon status. Okay? That is icon status. So Delta Goodrum, you know, she had her second thing. It it was singing. I'll say that past tense. And then she had what could be argued was a third thing. Swinging around in a chair for money. Looking at homeless singers. Giving them a thumbs up or a thumbs down like some sort of a gladiated knockoff. Okay? And I thought, keep swinging, Delta. You know, I don't watch the voice personally, but the chair looks comfy. And then I find out she's been recording and releasing music this whole time. So, you know, I haven't listened to it. I'm not going to pretend to, but give it a go. Delta Goodrum. She's got some new stuff out there. Give it a bloody go. So that's, it's shocking. It's exciting. It's all the above, dude. Delta is back. Now, let's crack into the episode as it were. Uh, Guys, I've been on the bloody road. Okay, I've been back on the bloody road. I went to Orange over the weekend, a beautiful old country town, Orange. Uh, You know, rough population of 40,000 people. How do I know that? Well, because I told Pat it was 500,000 people and he aggressively corrected me and he forced me to Google it. So that's how I know. I think it's 43,000. Feels bigger. I'll say that. It feels bigger. But me and Pat got booked uh, for two shows, Friday in Orange. Fantastic gig. I've done this gig a couple of times before. And we were opening for Australian comedy legend Peter Burner, who is not that famous anymore, but he used to have his own telly show. Back when, like, if you had a show, it was, you know, it was pretty fucking good. You know, back when there was three channels, he was on one of them. And the radio back when people listened to that as well. Okay, so he was doing the right things at the right time. So he's, you know, he's, and he's a sensational stand-up comic. Really, really, really good. So it was fantastic to work with him. And, you know, a lot of these headliners, they don't necessarily want to go out till 3am on the piss, um, sort of trying to have sex with local women. And, and Peter Burner, you know, he was one of them. He, you know, he's too classy for that. And, uh, you know, it's still great to work with him. And he's a fantastic comedian. But anyway, so I get booked for this gig. You know, how do I get booked for this gig? How do I get booked in Orange, of all places? Well, I've done it before. You know, the booker calls me up. He offers me the gig. I accept it. And uh, how does Pat get booked? Pat Doherty, enemy of the podcast. Slippery snake dipped in oil. You know, Pat Doherty's freaking, he, he was trying to sell people Bitcoin in 2003 before it was even invented. Okay. So he's a slippery man. How did he get booked for it? I'll tell you how. I fucking went out the the front of my house and I whistled, okay? And he came running, all right? I whistled at a frequency only dogs and snakes can hear. And 10 minutes later, I had three border collies and one hack comedian out the front of my house, okay? So that's how Pat got booked. And I was grateful to have him. He's a great wingman on the road and, uh, you know, take him anywhere. So we got a problem though, because we're going to Orange. It's about four hours from Sydney. Now that's fine. The Mazda Metro has been all over this great state. Unfortunately, the Metro has had some trouble recently. Um, There was sort of a couple of months where I had to fill it up with a bottle of water 
I mean, just to get to work. And I do not work far away. We're talking a five-minute drive. So I don't think the Metro can make those big trips anymore, okay? Will I still, um, you know, absolutely give some pee play to the business at a local red light? Fuck yeah, I will, okay? Will I give him the finger while doing 140 in a school zone? Saying, have some of this, courtesy of the Metro. Yeah, I will, okay? I absolutely will. So we had to take Pat's car. Now, I don't know what sort of car Pat has, but I know that Pat, you know, he was make a lot of money at his job in Canberra. I know he's quite well off financially. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to a safe uh, trip. Now, Pat rocks up in a 1998 Holden Rodeo. Now, while it is a cool car, uh, you know, superior than the Metro, it is not. Okay? What doesn't the Metro have? Bluetooth. Neither does the Rodeo. But how's this? The radio doesn't even work on the Rodeo. Pat doesn't know the code to get into the radio. So we had to listen to music on a Bluetooth speaker all the way to Orange. Okay? Not the end of the world. Then, uh, the air conditioner doesn't work. That's okay. My Metro doesn't have air conditioning, but it has heating. You know, a lot of the times, that's the case. Pat's car doesn't have heating either. Okay? Now we have a problem because we're driving through the Blue Mountains and it's about minus seven degrees. We're up in Blackheath. You know, we're, we're above sea level. We're amongst the clouds. I think I saw fucking some Game of Thrones son of a bitch on a dragon ride past and he wasn't that far above us. Okay? So it's freezing out there. Okay? Freezing. We have no heating. We're listening to music on a Bluetooth speaker. You might be thinking, that's okay, Billy. Just roll the windows up and, you know, the it shouldn't be too bad inside the car. I'll stop you there again because there's no air conditioner. There's no heater. There's no de-mist. So we had to drive to Orange in minus seven degrees with the windows rolled down so the windscreen didn't fog up. I mean, how the fuck do you have a car that has even less features than the Mazda Metro? How has he done this, okay? So we drove through the Blue Mountains, over, out, out through the Central West. It's fucking minus five degrees. I can't feel my toes. We got the windows down. We can't charge our phones because the Bluetooth speaker has to stay plugged in. And at one point, you know, we swapped driving. Pat tried to connect to the Bluetooth speaker. He couldn't work it out, okay? This man could not connect to his own Bluetooth speaker using his own phone that he's connected to previously many, many times. And then I had to connect on my phone again to his Bluetooth speaker. I mean, I mean, look, I love shitting on Pat Doherty, but there becomes a case where it goes from, yeah, this is fun to rip on this guy to, oh no, this guy is a genuine make-a-wish kid, okay? I mean, this guy's a no, this guy's a proper no-hoper. I mean, this guy... This is the sort of guy to freaking get his straw at Macca's and try and put it through one of the one of the other holes around the outside of the lid. You know, he tried to you know those little things where it's like you push him down? He's trying to get his straw into one of those. He's the sort of guy to order a cheeseburger with no cheese. And when they say, Do you want a hamburger? he says no. Okay, we ha- we literally we got a real one on our on our hands here. And by that I mean he needs a real lot of help. Okay, this this man, I can't believe he's functioning 
out in the world. Oof, it's terrifying to think about. It really is. But, you know, we're rolling along. We're rolling along. And I've got to say, it was freezing and borderline horrifying as we came over the Blue Mountains because it was so cold and so foggy. We couldn't see like 10 meters in front of our car. And, you know, these country blokes, they don't give a fuck, dude. They'll do 120 up behind you on an icy bend and then call you a racial slur on the way past, even though we're white, you know? So, you know, it's, it's nervous times. It's nervous times driving these roads. But we get over the other side of the Blue Mountains, beautiful sunset, rolling fields. It's still minus 10 degrees with the windows down. Um, but, yeah, what a beautiful country to drive around in. It really is. And I've always said that. And I continue to enjoy it. But I haven't been properly on the road uh, probably pre-COVID. I mean, I've been to Newcastle and like Cronulla and Wollongong. But, you know, they're pretty bloody domestic. RE, the violence that happens in the homes there. But, you know, good to actually properly get out of Sydney and, and get out there, you know. Get out there. To, back, to, back to my roots, you know. Am I a white-collar country kid who's literally, you know, sorry, country kid. Am I a white-collar city kid? You know, yes. Have I ever struggled? No. Does my dad have a, a pretty successful IT career? Yes, he does. Did I go to a, a private school that went up and up every year with their fees? Yes, I did. Okay. So I'm not going to pretend to know what these people go through in these country towns. Um, but I'm just going to say that it's fucking beautiful when you get out there, you know. I hate these city blokes that like buy a pair of RM Williams and then start identifying as a country bloke, you know, just cause you did some unskilled laboring when you were 18 and you rode a horse when you were seven. Stop lying to us, Jason. Okay. But we get out there and how's this across the road from the venue. They just put in a new hotel in orange. So me and Pat get put up in like, I don't know how the star system works. Uh, you know, this could be borderline one of the very first hotels I've stayed in. You know, I'm traditionally a motel or back of the metro man. If it starts with M, I'm sleeping in it, looking at you, Melissa. But it was a beautiful hotel, beautiful. And, uh, you know, we bloody dilly-dally for 10 minutes, chuck on the Channel 10 news. We walk over to the venue and, you know, it's packed. Looking forward to a great show. I've had great shows here in the past. I would say the average age of the crowd in the first show was maybe... And this is just a ballpark, you know, obviously I haven't surveyed everyone there, but I would say the average age was about maybe 75 million. Um, they were old. They were very, very old and good on them. I got to say, now I got nothing against old people, but it's just that I'm a young man. I'm a young comedian. Um, and I don't think all of my jokes are that relatable for the oldies, but you know what? I dude, I am C at RSLs. I make the effort. Usually they make the effort too. And that's what happened on this first show. These oldies really got into it. They gave me their, their time and their love. And, you know, I'm up there talking about messaging birds on Instagram. They can't relate. But, you know, I make the effort. They made the effort. And it was a great show. Really enjoyed it. Now, we got one show down. And let me tell you about this when you do two shows in a night of comedy. It's like the second half of a game of soccer. I'm warmed up. Okay, I've already called their striker who I'm marking several, several things I won't repeat on the podcast. Okay, I'm in his head. I've implied he has several mental illnesses he probably doesn't have. 
You know, I've questioned how much money his father makes, if at all, any. Okay, I've got his number. I can see my studs in the back of his knee. Pulling his shirt. I'm on a yellow and my confidence is high. So, you know, second show is always fun. And the guy goes, there's a group of 20 uni students coming to the second show. I thought, you beauty, this is the demographic, dude. This is what it's about. So the second show was fun. I particularly, I didn't particularly care for some of the uni students. They were a bit on the nerdier side, um, but they were very lovely, very lovely. And we had a really fun second show. Pat, I got to say, went absolutely off in the second show. He was opening up the show. So like the first seven minutes of the second show, Pat is just going nuts on the crowd work. He's just trying to like, basically just trying to fuck everyone's girlfriend in the crowd. That's the best way I could describe uh, what he was doing on stage. And there will be people who argue that that's not art. There will be people that argue that beyond that, it's actually, it's creepy, it's uncalled for, and there's no need for it. Uh, I'm actually going to have to step in here for for Paddy D on this one. Um, It is art, and it is hilarious. And it was, you know, he was absolutely killing. He was absolutely killing. But then, you know, Pat's got this, uh, Pat's got this Ikea bit which, you know, I won't repeat on the pod in case, uh, you know, God forbid you, you see the great man do stand-up comedy one day and I encourage you to to do that one day, you know, eventually when he gets good at it. But it's... No, no, Pat's great at comedy, you know. Every joke has a line, etc. So Pat's got this joke. We do a lot of gigs to backpackers in Sydney. So Pat's got this joke. If the chick's Scandinavian, he's like, does some Scandinavian accent and he's got an Ikea joke. So it's any time he's talking to a Norwegian or a Scandinavian girl or guy and you're probably thinking how often is that going to happen? But if you do gigs in Sydney and like Bondi and Coogee, it's pretty much every fucking show, I got to say. These goddamn Scandies, uh, they're out there. You know, it's a, it's a Scandy party as they say. Whites as far as the eye can see. So, Pat... <laughs> Pat talks to this one lady in the crowd. She's named Angie. And we're in orange, dude. We're in orange. So he goes, G'day, love. What's your name? And she goes, G'day, I'm Angie. Right? And that's how she said it. I'm not putting any mayo on this whatsoever. She goes, G'day, I'm Angie. And Pat goes, Oh, is that a Norwegian accent I'm hearing? <laughs> and I go, There's no way. There's no way he's going to shoehorn in this, this in so hard. And, he, and she goes, no, nope, I'm from here. And he goes, oh. <laughs> he goes, oh, well, that's funny. <laughs> he goes, I could have sworn that was a Norwegian accent. To me, you sounded like this. And she's like, no, no, I'm from Australia. I'm born and bred in Orange. And he goes, no, I'm just saying, this is what I heard. And then he goes in and does the Ikea Swedish bit. And it's like... <laughs> It was the most blatant, desperate shoehorning in of a bit I've ever seen, ever. And it's probably ever again. I mean, this guy, talk about putting a square peg in a circle hole. I mean, this guy was trying to put, he was trying to put a horse in a rabbit. You know what I mean? He was trying to put a horse inside a rabbit. And I got to say, the bit did better than it should have. It really did. But anyway, we're kicking along. And second show was so fun, really enjoyed it. And afterwards, all the uni kids came out and me and Pat are standing there. We're basically holding court outside 
we got like 20 uni kids just freaking just hanging off our every word. It was actually quite uncomfortable. Um, but they were pretty cool. They were pretty fun. And they invited us to a pretty cool bar around the corner. And me and Pat noting that um, sort of a couple of the girls in the group were, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The hottest chicks I've ever seen in my life. Uh, we were like, fuck yeah, dude. Let's go out. Let's have a let's have a night on the town in Orange. And also, I mean, let's be honest. We drove four hours. We're here to get pissed. So let's let's kick it. Anyway, the owner of the venue who runs the gig is an absolute legend, and he's and he loves sink and piss as well. So he goes, boys, let's go to a freaking let's go to a pub and sink some schooners. Me and Pat are like, yeah, let's do it. So we don't end up meeting up with the uni kids. Um, we go to this this pub in Orange. And I got to say, chalk and cheese, you know, we almost went to a cocktail bar with this like freaking just really lovely group of 19 year olds. We ended up at like a proper pub, like the most, like just, just rough as guts, just like seven absolute piss tanks in there, just out of their mind. Um, you know, there was a scent in the air and it was danger. I think there was about eight security guards for the seven patrons in there. Like it was a rough pub. So we just sat there, drilled, drilled schooners till 2 a.m., um, you know, just as good, just as good. And then uh, we, went, we went past the kebab store on the way home, and I didn't feel like a full-on kebab. My hand's up. Pretty shit from me. So I get a slice of pizza. I'm not very hungry, okay? I realize this is a terrible decision. So I go, what? There's, there's pizza there. I go to the kid. The kid's like 18. I go, what, what pizzas you got there? And he goes... There's chicken or beef. And I'm thinking, you know, they're not traditional pizza flavors. I haven't seen that uh, on the menu at Domino's, just chicken or beef. You know, I, am I at a fucking SAFL Prezzo night and you got to tick a box on the way into the, the function room? I'm not. Uh, but I said, what What the hell? I'll get the beef. Mate, this guy, you know when you're so pissed and like you just do something that's so rude because like you just... Like, when I say pissed, like drunk, but then also angry. And you just do something where you just go, you do it, and then you don't realize you've done it until like three mi- three minutes later. And you're like, oh, that was probably a bit much. So what happened was, I take the pizza off the, off the kid, and I go, thanks, mate. I take a bite out of it, and it is absolutely fucking disgusting. Okay, and then I look down, it's like blue and crusty, and I'm just like, what the fuck? I go, mate, this is absolutely garbage. I spit the pizza in the bag. I throw it in the bin, and I go, "Mate, come on, shape up!" Like, and I go to I go to um, the owner of the venue and Pat. I go, "Whatever, lads. I'll see you tomorrow." That's fucked my night. I go, "Seriously, dude, how hard is it?" And then I've stormed off into the night, and it's like minus twenty degrees, so you literally have to storm off. I can't feel a thing. And then two minutes down the road, I'm like back at the hotel. I'm like, "Well, that was probably a bit much, Bill. You know." <laughs> spraying some 18 year old kid because you decided to get the pizza at 3am in a country town mate of course it tastes like shit it's been sitting there since 1997 you know the last time like that pizza that where that pizza came out of the oven john howard was prime minister and yet i have the gall to blame this 18 year old kid who wasn't even fucking born when the toppings went on so i apologize you know it was brash it was uncalled for and uh yeah that's just how it is so my bad on that. Pelican of the week to me. And but also, you know, let's keep the let's have at least have a one day rule on the pizza slices. I don't think that's too much to ask. Okay, let's crack a long here. 
So, we're going to get into the uh, the trends. Got a new one for you. Trend depend. I know what you're thinking. Billy, are you just going to keep making different segments as long as the second word rhymes with trend? You're goddamn right I am. Okay? You are goddamn right I am. Ever since uh, trend continue was changed to trend extend, my, wor- my world has been opened up to the fact that a lot of words rhyme with trend. Okay? And I'm loving it. So I got one for you. Trend depend. Now, trend depend is one where I'm throwing it out to you. Okay? I don't know. You know, trend extend, I know it's good. And I'll back it up. And you can disagree with me. You know, trend end, I don't like it. And you can disagree with me there too. We can disagree. I'm not afraid to do that. Trend depend, I'm putting my hand up and I'm saying, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure if this is good or bad. And just let me know. Just DM me on Instagram. Probably the more aggressive, the better. Um, I respond to, to brute force. And, you know, so here's one for you. So as we know, I've been going to the gym, you know, allegedly. Can we see any results? I don't know. I don't know how the gym works. I don't know. At the moment, the gym to me feels like I'm playing RuneScape and I don't know the rules. Like, I'm freaking killing goblins in the forest, but I've got no gold in my bag. If you know what I mean. I'm yet to get shredded, is what I'm saying. And for the life of me, I can't work out why. I have not adjusted my diet, uh, nor have I, nor have I, you know, to, you know, tried to drink any less. If anything, I've been drinking more than ever recently. Um, and I've been going to the gym sort of one to two times a week uh, for upwards of 37 minutes at a time. So your guess is as good as mine. I think my gym might be broken. That's my best theory at this stage. Uh, but once again, I don't know much about it. So anyway, trend depend, dude. It's gym related. Wearing trackies at the gym. Now, I've been doing it the last couple of weeks because it's been freezing in the mornings. And i got to say, some of the backlash has been pretty severe. Mostly from Maka, who I go with. He's called me uh, a number of gay slurs that I personally won't repeat. And there seems to be this thing that, you know, it's not cool to wear track pants at the gym. And it's like, what's that about? Now, I will clarify, I'm not wearing, you know, cotton pajama style track pants or whatever you know you you know if you're watching a movie rugged up at home i don't know what brand they are but they are sports branded and they're like the you know like kind of the uh sports track suits where it's like um kind of waterproofy with mesh on the inside you know what i mean like you know that sports teams warm up in okay so they're sports related and i am an athlete but Mac has been saying, I, I have been the only one at the gym wearing track pants. Mac has been into me. People have been uh, making, me, uh, making me feel like some sort of a goddamn loser. And i got to say, I don't appreciate it. So what are we going to do here? Now, I was, pr- was going to come on here and make this a trend extend. Okay, I thought track pants at the gym, what's your problem? I'm only doing weights. You know, the air conditioner's on in there. And then this morning, I saw a fellow track pant wearer at the gym. Now, this guy was wearing cotton track pants, not the sports style. And I got to say, I was quite horrified and honesty is the best policy. But this guy, my, my fellow comrade in the, in, the, in the longs, 
and he was <laughs> he had he had his headphones in and he was shadow boxing like with the one kilo weights. You know when blokes are like shadow boxing with the weights? And it was highly embarrassing. Um, you know, I don't know what he was listening to, but I'd, I'd imagine it was from the eight mile soundtrack. And then he did, he was doing uppercuts and shadow boxing with the one kilo weights, minimal footwork, if any. And I got to say, even though he was training boxing, I, I, I was fairly confident I could uh, beat the shit out of him if, if, you know, if that's what it came to. And it was really, really bizarre. Everyone's like, this guy's a freak. And then, and then he did 20 minutes of bicep curls and then he went home. So if this is the sort of people that are wearing track pants at the gym, I will stop and I'll stop right now. Okay. But is there anyone out there who's a, like a normal fucking person and isn't shadow boxing with weights, pretending they're M&M in a public gym? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Trend depend. You tell me. I got no idea. Okay. I thought I knew and then I saw this freak you know, pretending he's in the fifth round. And I got to say, it rattled me. It rattled my confidence. So you let me know, dude. You let me know. But anyway, all right. <clears throat> Trend end. A couple of these are sent in. Did I write your names down? I didn't. I apologize. Um, and I'll try to in the future. This one was sent in and it's a good one. People who on Instagram post like products they've, they've received online... And they say, cheers for the hookup to whatever company it is, even though they've obviously paid for it. You know, it's like, <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? It's like, cheers for the hookup. It's like, a hookup is when your mate at Woolies looks the other way and you've got half a cow down your pants. Okay. When you got T-bone steaks strapped to your thighs and your mate on the register looks the other way, that's a hookup. When you use a promo code, on fucking the Deus Ex Machina, however you fucking say it, t-shirt website, 20% off. That's not a hookup, dude. That's a sale and it's available to the public. So, yeah, and it's this whole thing where it's like, I'm an influencer, you know, I'm getting free shit. And it's like, well, who are you influencing? Because you got 170 followers, most of which are blokes from your rugby team who have even more followers than you. So if anything, you're... What are you influencing the influencers? What are you talking about? You know, this whole thing, it's not, um, or a little treat arrived from freaking some soap company. It's like, oh, look what, look what I came home to. They're always like surprised by it. I love that. When, when people act surprised by their own purchases, you know, oh, little treat, little treat for me. Look, look what's popped up out of nowhere. It's like, well, you ordered it off fucking asop.com.au three days ago. And it said it will be here in three days. You you paid for the express shipping. So what's going on? Is that a hookup? Or did you just go on the website and put your MasterCard details in? You know, it's a it's a trend end, dude. You can just you can put on Instagram, you know, I'm not knocking people buying shit. If I had any money, I'd be right there with you at the checkout. You know? But people who are like, why don't you just say, check out this thing I bought? You know? My mate Cameron Duggan has a great bit about this, so I don't want to sort of hammer into it too much. But uh, yeah, why, why can't people just go on and just be like, check out this new shirt I bought. It, I like it a lot. You know, it's always like, oh, cheers for the hookup, Billabong. And it's like, dude, don't talk to me about getting hooked up by a surf company when I know for a fact you almost drowned at our primary school swimming carnival. 
So <laughs> I'll tell you who hooked up, who hooked you up that day. Okay, I'll tell you who hooked you up that day. It was the freaking year four teacher who jumped in and freaking saved you. Okay, that was the hookup. Those floaties were a goddamn hookup. But you know, this Billabong t-shirt, that wasn't a hookup at all. So, you know, don't act like you're getting hooked up with stuff when you're just purchasing it. Trend end. Trend end. Um, dude, I'm so hungry. My stomach is like growling. And to be honest, guys, this is just such a first world thing because I had breakfast, you know? I had a huge breakfast. Like, I am just a freaking... I may be the softest man on the planet. Like, I mean, I had a huge breakfast. It's been two and a half hours and my stomach is acting like I'm freaking living on the streets of Ethiopia. I'm sitting here recording a podcast in a Morat t-shirt and my stomach is behaving as if I'm living in a third world country. It's like... Jesus Christ, I may be the softest man on the planet. A stiff breeze could kill me. I'm I'm being genuine. Um, <laughs> so anyway. All right, trend end. Now, this is a big one. Now, I will say, you know, I never want to bash one particular gender. You know, I subscribe to all 37 of them. And congrats on whichever one you choose to be on any given Sunday. But women... Uh, this one's for you. And also, if I'm way off on this one, just let me know. I'm happy to be, to be wrong about this, but I've had girlfriends, uh, I've had female friends and I've got a sister and, you know, I've got a mum, and I've also just sort of seen women on the bus. So I'm just having a crack at this. Let me know, but this is a trend end, dude. Trend end. All right. Girls who have to buy a new outfit for every event. It's like, you don't have to. Are you Kim Kardashian? Are you are you Kate who studies accounting three days a week? You know? You don't need a new outfit for every event, surely. Like, there's no paparazzi at your mate Sarah's 22nd birthday. You know? I mean, her mum's going to be there taking some pretty good snaps on her iPhone. But you know what I mean? It's going to be fine. You can repeat an outfit twice a year. Is that... I think that's okay. You know, if you wear the same thing twice in 2021, you're not going to get freaking torched on the Daily Mail on a Monday. Look what Kate wore at Sarah's 22nd. Anyone remember this from freaking other Sarah's 19th? Rah! <laughs> I was trying to think of another white chick's name. And, uh, you know, dude... I think it's fine, guys. You can repeat an outfit, you know. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy, so we don't really have to deal with this, okay? But I think you can repeat an outfit once a quarter, once every three months, gals, you know. I get it that girls take more photos than guys and, you know, just look better in general and sort of take better care of themselves and care more about, you know, what other people think about what they're wearing. So I get it. But I think once every three months, you know, unless you're... Unless you're uh, sort of Rita Ora or one of the Veronica sisters, um, I think you'll be all right. Honestly, I just think it's going to be just fine. And, you know, you got different groups. Maybe if you wear a, a dress to a family thing, then you can wear it to something with your friends three months later. You know, you got you live in different worlds. It's going to be fine. Um, and the problem that girls have, which guys don't, is that there's so much variety in women's clothes. Like, if a guy... Like, what... What would I panic buy before an event? It's like, oh no, I've got the big present night this weekend. Um, I better rush to the mall and buy 
buy a button-up shirt that's a slightly different color. Like, that's it. All we have is button-up shirts. You know, oh, sh- it's the wrong shade of blue. It's like, it'll be fine. We wear the same shoes, the same pants, just change the shirt. You know, maybe a different jacket. We got like two jackets all over Red Rover, you know? Whereas a girl can be like, oh, this dress sucks, and then go and buy like a fucking denim jumpsuit. It's like, they're not even close to the same. So I do get the struggle girls, you know? I do get it. There's a lot of variety out there. You know, blokes, we, we just, I can't relate. I'm not going to pretend to, you know? When I get ready for a Saturday night, I look in my, my cupboard. I've got two pairs of shoes, black Converse and white Converse. I honestly just think about how much sex I'm in the mood for and make my decision. So, you know, it is a tough, it is a lot easier to be a guy and it's a lot tougher to dress when you're a girl. There's no doubt. But I don't think we need a new outfit for every event. I mean, come on. Surely. Um, but, you know, I get it. And just the money as well. I don't know how girls afford this. 150 bucks a fortnight on a new outfit or... I don't know if that's even close to what a dress costs. If that's too much or too little, fill in the blanks. But, I mean, just the money. I mean, guys could never afford that. You know, that money... I've got a, I've got 150 bucks a week, but it belongs to Sportsbet. Okay? How the fuck am I going to put on a seven-leg UFC multi? Half the blokes I'm betting on, I can't even pronounce their goddamn names. How am I going to do that if I have to buy a new pair of Levi's every Friday night? It's not going to be possible. So, you know, it's tough. It is tough. I don't know, girls, if that's too harsh, if that's in the ballpark, you tell me, babe. But I tell you what, girls, trend end, you don't need to buy a new outfit for every event you're going to attend. It's going to be just fine. Okay? No one cares. So take that with a pinch of salt. Now, last thing, trend extend. I got one for you. Uh, I've come across this and just recently, it's just fantastic. Trend extend, okay? Trend extend. I've forgotten it. Trend extend. Oh, this is what it is. Trend extend, dude. Sorry for saying trend extend like five times. Trend extend. Um, People who have tattoos, and when you ask them why they got it, they say, oh, I just liked it. You might like your tattoo, but I love that answer, dude. That is refreshing. Thank God. You know when you ask some guy about his tattoo, and he's like, he's like, the cobra is for my dad. My dad's like a cobra. And it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Is he dead? And he's like, no, no, no. My dad's alive, but he's fierce like a cobra. You know, he's just the cobra. He's just like one. It's like, okay, what does he do? And they're like, oh, he's an accountant. But my God, he's, he's venomous on those books. Just like a cobra. My dad's the cobra. I got the, the cobra for my dad. And it's like, and then he's telling you about some time his dad was freaking pushing him on the swings when he was eight years old. And like, you know, he fell off the swings and his dad picked him back up. And he was like, you're my cobra, dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is this, <laughs> we don't need it. We don't need it. You could just be like, oh yeah, you know, I just really like the cobra. And, uh, you know, if there's something that's pretty full on about it, let me know. But most of the time, a lot of people are stretching with these things. And, you know, I got a mate um, who's got a quote from his pop. And it's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's, it's a quote from my pop. And it's like, oh, okay, that's what it is. I get that totally. But when, when it's like a monkey on fire running through a tsunami and they're like, yeah, it's for my dog Rover. 
Yeah. Oh, man, he loved the elements and he loved uh, great apes. It's like, <laughs> I'm having a hard time believing that this monkey on fire running through a tsunami is reminiscent of your Border Collie Rover. I'm just having a tough time swallowing that pill. Uh, you know, call me a hater. You know, I don't have any, I don't have any ink, um, mostly because I'm not affiliated with any local gangs, but you know, if the Comancheros want to respond to my email, I'll get whatever I need to get on my face, uh, to get their respect. So, so yeah, that's a bloody, that's a bloody trend extend. People who just say, yep, especially guys with sleeves. I'm mostly talking about guys with sleeves, you know, guys with sleeves are just like, dude, honestly, I just thought it looked fucking sick. I really like it. I really like it now too. Great answer, dude. Not everything has to be a freaking Roald Dahl novel. You know, Huckleberry Finn. Huckleberry, who gives a fuck, okay? Guys with sleeves who just say, dude, I just really like it. I like tattoos. I like the design. I like the artist. Really liked it. Fuck yeah, dude. Keep liking it. Good on you. I love that answer. So that's it for this week. And gentleman's 42-ish, I want to say. Got a new standout. Stand out. Stand up. Stand in. Dude, stand back. That got intense. Um, I have a new stand-up comedy clip being posted to the internet on Thursday. So when this comes out tomorrow, it's about group assignments with hot chicks. So get around that. If you could tag a friend on uh, sort of Facebook or, you know, God forbid anyone watches it on YouTube, get around that. I'm absolutely honing in on a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Uh, honing in. So, you know, look for, uh, look for the details of the after party when that happens. Uh, but I've got, yeah, a new stand-up clip out today. So if you want to give that a bloody watch on Facebook or Instagram or the talk, uh, or YouTube or LinkedIn, I don't know what fucking app I have to post on to get famous, but I'm trying them all. Okay. So share it with a friend, just working out some interstate stuff that'll be posted shortly and Thanks, dude. Dude, tell your missus, and uh, thanks for listening. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.